I'm Savannah Wren. I'm a sophomore at Ursuline Academy, and today I'll be talking with Dr. Griffin, an English teacher here at Ursuline, about modern literature. So, our first question is, what genre of literature do you often see Ursuline girls reading? Are young adult novels popular among the students at Ursuline? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me here, Savannah. I'm happy to chat with you um, in this setting. Um, but from my perspective, Ursuline girls read all kinds of books. And I think if uh, Miss Chevalier was here, uh, she would support me in my claim. Um, in fact, if you head to the UA Library's online reading platform, Overdrive, there's a section called Top Titles that captures the most um, popular books on this e-platform. And if you took a peek today, um, you would see that these texts include um, not only young adult literature, but also everything from uh, memoirs like Michelle Obama's Becoming to historical fiction like Colson Whitehead's Underground Railroad or critically acclaimed fiction like Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Um, and as you know, I have a bookshelf in the back of my classroom where students are welcome to borrow a book, and this experience alone has taught me about the range of texts that students enjoy, including poetry. You yourself are a great example of this diversity because I know that while you read young adult fiction, you also read beyond this genre. But yes, young adult fiction is, of course, perhaps the most popular genre among Ursuline girls. But the range of subjects, as I'm sure you can attest to, that young adult fiction addresses is rather diverse. So even in saying that Ursuline girls read a lot of young adult fiction doesn't still quite capture the full range of interests, I think, of our girls. Yeah, I think there's a stereotype that teenage girls mostly read romance novels, but even if they did mostly read romance novels, there's still a broad range of types of novels, different characters, different settings. So Absolutely. our next question is, have you noticed a change in novels geared toward teens? Are they more or less political? Do they have a lot of themes in common, etc.? Well, I actually love this question, Savannah, because it's one that I've actually recently asked myself. My initial perception is that, yes, novels for teens do seem more political these days. That is, they seem more inclined to address um, contemporary issues of social justice, for example. Um, but whether my perception is rooted in any sense of statistical reality, however, is another question and one that I actually don't have a researched answer to at this moment. But what I can say, though, is that because of the massive success of books like Angie Thomas's The Hate You Give, which explores contemporary race relations and police brutality, or Nicola Yoon's The Sun is Also a Star, which considers young love within the framework of immigration policies, just to name two, it certainly feels like there's a surge in politically minded young adult fiction. And in fact, just yesterday, uh, Jason Reynolds was speaking on behalf, he's the author of All American Boys, um, as well as a number of other young adult novels. He was speaking at Bishop Dunn as part of their literary festival, and I'm bummed that I didn't get a chance to see him because I was really interested to hear his perspective on sort of what political events or how political events drive his writing for teens. But uh, I have to say, just as a caveat, to a certain extent, young adult fiction, and here I just simply define YA as books about teens, written for teens, has always had a political edge to it, right? I mean, it's in the nature, I think, of the coming-of-age experience to see the world through newer eyes and then to question that world, to challenge the status quo, to try out new ideas in order to grow with more certainty into one's identity. Um, and that process seems to often inevitably have some sort of political edge to it. And so while we really had young adult fiction since like the birth of the novel in the late 18th century, early 19th century. I think if we trace young adult fiction's more modern roots to books like The Outsiders, which maybe you've read when, um, earlier, it's essentially about not class warfare, but class dynamics, etc. So yes, I would say that YA has almost always explored political themes. 
And actually, just in terms of common themes, was, I think that was the second part of your question. Yeah. In my former life um, as a teacher at TCU, I taught a 20th century American lit course, and I actually titled it The Rise of the American Teen. And through literature, the class, we sort of traced the development of the concept of the American teen, starting at the turn of the century with uh, Henry James, Daisy Miller, and continued from there reading classics like Catch on the Rye, all the way up to Basketball Diaries, etc. And what you'll notice, I think, in terms of themes and, and common motifs, uh, YA, there's almost always sort of this raw or more immediate first-person voice that sounds like a teen trying to make sense of his or her world. There's also this sense of authenticity um, as our little protagonist explores issues of isolation and loneliness and individualism, developing one's own voice and belief system, which often brings them into conflict with their family or some other sort of authority figure. So yeah, I think those are yeah. some of those <laughs> key issues that you'll see over and over again. I think people have seen young adult novels as becoming more political mm -hmm. lately, not because that they are, but because they're shining more light on issues that really weren't talked a lot about before mm -hmm. in the past 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, our next question, how are characters in these books different from the characters in the books for teenagers, say, from 10 to 20 years ago or even before that? Sure. Um, I don't get the sense that they're dramatically different. I mean, I think there's something ultimately universal about the coming-of-age experience, even if the material circumstances for each protagonist might be different. But if anything, um, and this may be why tie back to your sort of political edge question, if anything, we certainly have a more diverse cast of characters, right, which has been true for much of literature and film and diverse in terms of gender, race, ethnicity, class, sexuality, etc. Um, and I think when you have a more diverse set of characters, they're probably going to explore a wider range of issues as well. So. so our next question is, what young adult novels have you read recently that you enjoyed the most? Um, well, I'll answer this question, but then can I turn it on, on you mm -hmm. and ask you what you've enjoyed? I make an attempt to read a handful of some of the more popular young adult novels every year, maybe just one or two, sometimes more, depending on how I'm feeling. But this process actually really began in earnest about five years ago because of the prodding of an Ursuline girl who insisted that I read uh, the Grisha trilogy. Have you read? Yeah, I've heard of it. I read the Six of Crows duology after it, but yeah. Absolutely. So this one, it's a the trilogy, this fantasy adventure series about a young orphan girl who grows up in a kind of like a Russian-inspired steampunk world. Um, and she harnesses this you know, special power that she didn't know she had. So we started like a little book club reading that, just sort of me and another teacher and some Ursuline students. And it was nothing super intellectual, but that's sort of what you know, got me interested. And then I have recently read The Hate You Give, um, which is probably the one that resonates with me the most, in part because of the kinds of conversations that I've been able to have with not only young adults, but also with other teachers and adults. So I've really enjoyed that one just in terms of reading, but also in terms of its issues. And of course, I'm always rereading young adult stuff with my daughter. Um, yeah. She's only nine, so it's we're not fully into the young adult series, but um, some of those old classics we've been encountering together. It's been fun. What about you? What are some of the ones that you've so, enjoyed? So I've liked The Sun is Also a Star. I mm -hmm. read it about a couple years ago. And before that, I hated romance. But after reading that, I was like, wow, love <laughs> really is real. <laughs> it's not dead. No. I also like The Hate You Give. I also like the movie. The movie is very interesting. It actually was a little bit different from the book, but not enough not get their themes through and the common ideas through. Mm -hmm. I do like Six of Crows, the duology by the author of mm -hmm. the Grisha trilogy. Mm -hmm. It's set in the same world, but it's set in a different country. It's based off of Amsterdam, and it's yeah. on gangs, mm -hmm. and they plan a heist. It's almost like Ocean's Eleven, mm -hmm. but with a lot of mythology. 
it's like set in like a time period before like Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting. And it's like a lot. It has like a more diverse cast yes. with a lot of characters from different backgrounds and like different countries in this fictional world. Mm-hmm. And and then the second book is about the repercussions of their heist because they pull it off, but there's also they were tricked by the person that was paying them. So it's a really interesting mm-hmm. book to read. And my understanding yeah. is that it's perhaps becoming a movie. Leah Bardugo, I follow her as well on Instagram, and I think she's been talking about the casting characters, et cetera, yeah. going through that process. I think it's becoming a Netflix TV show. Oh, okay. Even I better. Also, yeah. I also like The Raven Cycle by okay. Maggie Stiefvater. I'm not sure how to say her last name. I'm not familiar with yeah. that one. It's really interesting. It's more fantasy realism. It's about kids in West Virginia, and it's a girl, and she lives in a family of only women. They're all psychics, and she's the only girl without psychic powers. And she meets a group of boys from an all-boys boarding school near her, and they become friends, and they go on adventures. And the main theme is that they're searching for a dead Welsh king that they believe is buried in the hills. Hmm. Because one of the characters, when he was seven years old, he's deathly allergic to wasps, and he's stung to death. But then he's brought back to life, and he hears the name of the dead Welsh king. So he's been on a search for the dead Welsh king. He's been traveling all over the world searching for it, having been England and Brazil. Mm-hmm. And now he finally thinks it's in the hills of this small, sleepy town in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then there's multiple characters. One character, he has his ability when he dreams, he can bring stuff out of his dreams. Oh, wow. And another one of the kids is he's very poor and he works and he lives on a trailer with, with his abusive family. But he works every single day to be able to afford his tuition to go to this really good school. And he can also speak Latin, and then it becomes a big theme in the book with trees that can speak Latin. So he starts speaking to trees. There's a lot of magical realism involved. It's very interesting, especially because it's set in like modern times, but then it has ancient trees speaking Latin or a dead Welsh king from a thousand years ago. Well, that sounds incredible. It's really on my list. (laughs) Okay, so the final question is, who is your favorite author for young adult novels? Okay, so not to hedge here, but favorite is a difficult word for me. I know it sounds a little cliche, but favorite, because I think it holds different meanings. So favorite as in, like, who am I glad is writing for teens? Who am I glad that's giving teens a voice um, to connect with or to challenge them? Or favorite as in I actually enjoy reading? Or favorite as in I marvel at their skill or maybe sort of all of all of the above? We've already mentioned her a couple of times, but I'll go back to Angie Thomas, even though she's only has two novels, just because of the impact that I've seen um, that her novel has had on just how people perceive issues in our world today. I mean, I think it's just incredible. Anna was just an enjoyable read on the surface level. And so I've, I've just really been impressed by how she's been able to contribute in such productive ways to conversations, giving us a language to talk about some of these issues in our country right now. My youth, oh my gosh, I think my secret love was always all the Judy Bloom novels, et cetera. And so while it's embarrassing to say now, I just, I enjoyed them, right? Okay. Thank you for your time, Dr. Griffin. This is really interesting. Thank you again for having me, Savannah. I've had fun with you. Thank you.